Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. And all that ever took was patience. I used to feel so devastated. At times I thought we never make it. So, Sean, I don't know about you, but uh, I was feeling very seasonal, very in the, the current spirit. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I there was a, a birthday party, and I drove some people back from winery, brewery experiences. There were wine slushies, among other things. As as yeah, Max is making a face. I didn't. No, I I, try, I tried it. it. It was very sweet and like a slushy, and there was apparently alcohol in it. Uh, but it. As I was doing this, um, not only were there slushies and cups, but there were basically slushies on the roads because it was snowing fairly heavily as, as I drove through two-lane roads in more rural-ish Virginia yesterday. So I, I very much felt in the, uh, well, in the Olympic spirit, honestly. Disgusting. Uh, the snow part, not the Olympics part. Um <laughs> My uh, my hot take for anyone out there who uh, hasn't been around me in the wintertime yet is that I don't really like snow all that much. Um, but y- you mentioned the Olympics. Uh, I thought they were two years from now, right? Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's something that's been on TV, and my understanding is that, and, and we should probably link to the, the Deadspin piece on this, even the announcers don't know what's going on. Uh, with with the what is it the oh, women's in a place, in a, super G or, or just any sort of other thing that's going on in a place that's not actually called Pyeongchang. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's not in Pyeongchang. It's in Pyeongchang. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah. So yes, the Winter Olympics are happening right now, or or will be concluding shortly. Maybe I. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard to tell because I really haven't been paying attention to the Winter Olympics this year, much like I don't pay a ton of attention to really any Winter Olympics. Yeah, I... So, Max, I, really, from the start, I'm, I'm going to turn to you because you are a resident... Um, you are fairest of skin and, and fairest of upbringing in the, the cradle of civilization, at least Americans, the puritanical Northeast, where at least originally on, they had wait. a lot of these winter sports. Yes? Is Max from the Northeast? Oh. Are you, would you consider yourself, or would you say you're from New England? Yes. Okay. So you, at least until this, until people moved west, these frontier folk, um, I feel like the Northeast is is a a proud place of uh, winter sports doing because you have so little of the year to to do things. It might also be because I think the people just aren't ath- as athletic as as other areas of the world. But do you have an affinity for the the Winter Olympics that Sean and I just don't understand? Yes. What is it? Do you think it comes from like you guys spend so much time in the snow and the ice and you try to come up with games? Because I mean, I have a, a general theory on why. Like Sean, I'm thinking of the Olympics are two years from now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a regional thing. There's a reason. It's what 85 countries have won a medal in the Summer Olympics and 26 have won a medal in the Winter Olympics. Oh shit! It can only appeal to countries and places where they play those sports or do those sports 
Yeah, but I will, I will, I will make a strong case that the that the the events themselves are wildly more interesting. Oh, oh. stop that! All right, yes. well then, running. <laughs> so okay, you say that, and and we can get to that now. Actually, Ultimately, when oh, go ahead, Sean. I, I, okay, I, I'm willing to concede. I'm actually willing to concede that point based purely on your use of the word interesting and the way I think you are defining it because curl like curling is interesting yeah absolutely. because you watch curling well okay but I would argue that the men's hundred meter dash is very interesting it's just a different it's interesting in a different way than curling is curling seem cur- curling is well, it in a sense it kind of is because it's kind of an advanced shuffleboard version with people who are a little more not. I'm not going to use the word athletic. More skilled. It is sure. sort of a bar game played on ice with with less alcohol or less apparent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about that. If you watch the final, the men's um, so like the men's hundred meter dash in the Summer Olympics is one of my favorite sporting events. Just period because it's one of the purest distillations of athleticism yeah. that exists in sport. Curling is interesting because you turn it on and you go, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and then you turn the audio on and it gets even more confusing. <laughs> right. Well, I was watching yesterday, they did an interview with one of the coaches and half the words he was using, I didn't understand. Well, people, uh, so here's the thing. People don't, in nature, voluntarily push stones across ice and try to make it go faster or slower with brooms. That just doesn't exist in nature. Have you seen Frozen? Okay. Um, so That's got to be the first I, Frozen reference on this pod, right? Yeah. The, so, but the thing Sean mentions about the 100 meter, people naturally run and people have naturally been running for and not even just in the human you know, human beings, but all beings or a lot of beings for you know, eons. And that's ultimately for me the interest in the Summer Olympics is a a way higher percentage of the games played, things like dressage and other things aside, but a very high percentage. I, when I'm watching them, I get it. Like someone running fast, I've run before. I've, you know, I'm sure I had a PE class where I threw a javelin or something like that. Like I get, I get those things. And so I'm more able to appreciate it. Uh, with the Winter Olympics, uh, you know, I was watching the, the, what is it, the slope style or the free, the yeah. skiing thing. I, mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I don't even know the names of these things. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. See, it's a regional thing. Like, I've never thrown a javelin. Yeah, but, I grew up skating and skiing. <laughs> but I don't, but I don't understand some of the skiing that's going on even because I'm like, I've been to ski slopes before. I didn't see any of these mounds, and and I mean, I grew up in Virginia. We don't really have a lot of options within a couple hundred miles, but it's just it's harder for me. And I would assume I'm like more people than you're like. Mm-hmm. It's just not relatable. The Summer Olympics are infinitely more relatable and relatable to what you just said three times the number of countries at least, yeah. because that many more have won medals and participate. And, and there's that many more events, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, even something like bobsled, luge, skeleton, they sort of make sense to me, but... Again, In the back of your head, you're wondering, why is this person yeah, doing this, it's, right? It's not, it's not really naturally... Again, it's, it's cool, but you're like, why? It's not why naturally you doing that? I'm thinking, why is you're anyone You're sledding at 90 this? miles per hour. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's like that's really my thing is like when I watch the Summer Olympics, I have things that I get invested in that I, just, I get invested in every every four years. The swimming, like the swimming events, I'm intensely interested in the swimming events. I, I even though basketball has become more or less preordained now, uh, I still like I, I get into that, um, and then I just like basically like I'll watch as much of the track and field stuff as I can. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if part of it is that in the past, like, you know, summer Olympics would happen, you know, as a as a child in school, like they would happen on summer vacation. So you'd have time to watch stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. It's like I can't I know I just I know I care more. And I think it's probably part regional. It's probably part that there are more kind of more relevant American athletes in summer Olympics, too. Um, it's you know it's a time for us to all feel good and jingoistic. Well, okay, so so Max made a face, really? and I, I'm sorry. Is there is there anyone in the Winter Olympics that's as big as I don't know even even someone like Kyle Lowry who is you know Whoa. on the fringe Whoa. of fringe of making the U.S. Uh, you know Olympic basketball team. He is uh, you know he's an all star. I think he's more well known than I don't know ninety nine percent of the Winter Olympians. I mean, I, I Sean White, maybe Lindsey Vaughn. They're known by a lot of people, but are they known by more people than Kyle Lowry? There are, I think, there are more stars. And, in the summer. I mean, there are definitely and, more stars, but and are the they, percentage that we know about. And are they known when the Olympics aren't happening? That's, that's another thing. thing. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you what the. I mean, there's the X Games now, but there's not X Games for figure skating. Nathan Chen seems to be a, a it's Nathan Chen, right? That's that's the other point exactly is he's in the public eye right now and I'm not even sure, you know, if if that is his you know, his name, but he seems like a a cool guy and and is a you know, fascinating person, but I'm not going to see him for 4 years basically. Um it is Nathan Chen, I feel feel kind of bad for forgetting that but so i'm interested in how and i just mentioned figure skating and figure skating i kind of equate to gymnastics and they're they're kind of the focal point and uh, they are sometimes the most celebrated people in the olympics um a lot of people watch it but for me i have a common problem with both and i think it relates to my general problem with max has a different problem maybe with the well we'll discuss but uh with both of them, and it kind of speaks to my whole problem with the Winter Olympics generally is, or a lot of the sports, is not only is it not relatable, but I don't understand how they're judged. Max and I watched some of the figure skating the other night, and we're trying to guess, like, was that good? Was that bad? What is the technical score? What are the deductions for? There's so much going on. If a ball goes through a hoop, I know it's two or three points, or if it's a free throw, it's one point. Yeah. You're comparing basketball to figure. You got to compare the hockey to the basketball if you're going to compare like a team sport that you understand. But I think there are more sports like that that are focal points of the Winter Olympics than the Summer Olympics. Uh, you know, so I, <laughs> with a lot of stuff Sean is mentioning, it's who throws it the farthest, who runs it the fastest. It's pretty binary. Either you are the fastest or you're not. I think that's a lot of the winter sports too. It's just who does it the fastest. There's just fewer of them, and then the ones that you see are the ones like the curling. Or the the slope style. 
Mm. Where they're more kind of the X Gamesy stuff that are really cool to watch, but you're not really sure what they're doing. But you can relate those, the snowboarding jumps, to the gymnastics stuff. I don't know what what I'm watching when I see someone do gymnastics, but I certainly know when something looks cool, and I know when someone falls. Yeah, but also, as we learned with the figure skating, there is a threshold to how many points you can get. So someone that eats it more than once could do better than someone who who seems to just crush it. And uh, I I, I find that it's difficult as a viewer. It is more difficult. I have to do more work. I don't watch sports to to do work. Um, And that's where something... How how much of the Olympics is sports that you care about and how much of it is athleticism? Because I, I do kind of like Sean's point about the, you know, the 100 meter and the, some of the running events are like, that's just pure, like, let's find the world's fastest person. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. I mean, I think and that's the, the... And then the long jump, where someone jumps 400 feet on skis, is cool for a very different reason. <laughs> yeah, I think the former, though, I, I guess I think the for, I think of the former as, like, the legacy of what the Olympics are, if that makes sense. Sure, Yeah. Their origins and the fact that the Winter Olympics yeah. has only been around since what, 1992? Oh, really? Longer I've than had that. It. Longer than I've that. Had it was longer than the that. Miracle really? and Ice. The Miracle and Ice was in 19. In... The Miracle and Ice was in 1980. Yeah. When did they split? Good question. Uh, that that I do not know, but uh, yeah, I I think that that is what the Olympics are for. At least we understand historically is to crown the person who isn't the best in the world at something. They talk about world championships and things like that all the time. And especially in the Summer Olympics, you see the world record versus the Olympic record. And the fact that they even put up the Olympic record, if there's another world record, is indicative of how important the Olympics are. It is the one place you want an Olympic gold medal more than anything else. Uh, I mean, to go back to the basketball Summer Olympics example, the, you know, we we talk about the Redeem team and... uh, you know, people like Carmelo Anthony will point to his Olympic gold medals. It's like, what do you mean I'm not a winner? And there's a there is a pride in that, even for something that is preordained, like like basketball is for people in the U.S. But I think it's still an impressive is probably the most impressive feat. Max, you found that? Oh, I was just gonna say until 1992, the Winter and Summer Olympics were held in the same years. Right. Yeah. That's fair. The first, but the first Winter Olympics, the first time they started doing this was in 24. 1924. I just meant when they were separate. Because when they're, to- if they were together, I think you'd have a different opinion of the whole thing. I mean, but they would still be months apart. Mm-hmm. You know, because one's in the winter and one's in the summer. Or they could do one in the southern hemisphere and one in the northern hemisphere. I-, I suppose that's fair. So they do them simultaneously. Maybe I don't know. NBC's head would explode. They couldn't. They couldn't even <laughs> announce the winner they, of the ski race before. They so, can't so handle that, one at a time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and that's <laughs> so. Going, I uh, to to go back momentarily to the point of not understanding the scoring so much. Uh, Max and I were watching during that ski mess up, and. Um, also figure skating and we had music on so we didn't have the audio and sean it sounds like you have been watching without audio and the thing is i did not realize until the next day that they had messed up the announcement of who won and everything because we watched it and we saw the times and that skiing which i think is the super g is binary it is it is 
you are either the fastest or you're in places second through the end. Um, and so we knew who won, and we could see that like whoever they had the camera on realized that. But apparently the reporting was not that, and they messed it up, and that's why they went back later on. Um, but <laughs> the other thing about having the music on, and Max, I think you picked up the, on this more than me, I like the sprinting and the other sports because you hear the sounds of the crowd and you hear, you know, the runners or the the dunking, the basketball, clapping, whatever's going on, the hitting if you're watching hockey with gymnastics and and figure skating and I guess some of the other things. I am not used to music accompanying my sports. <laughs> and that just that throws me off and I feel like there's more of that in the Winter Olympics. Um well, I, when is it in the summer besides the gymnastics? Besides the gymnastics, the gymnastics are most of what you get to see when you watch the Summer Olympics. Oh, no, no. I watch, during I watch time. handball. I watch handball, and that's the other thing. Handball's we, cool. And that's, wrestling. There's wait, There's tons of cool events in the Summer Olympics, too. I'm, I'm not here to disparage the Summer Olympics or even claim that I like the Winter Olympics you, more. I just need to defend it because it's really cool, and I don't think people give it enough I mean, attention. it's cool. It's it's two of two is all I'm saying. Like, it is second place to the Summer Olympics. There are only two Olympics. There aren't spring and fall But we Olympics. open it up with you guys acting like you don't care or don't, don't even pay well, attention I to it. And I think so that's part of it. So I'm trying to it, convince you to, to watch. To part of it is natural, it, national pride as well. Or you root for a country yes. you like. And I, there's way more New Englanders in the Winter Olympics, I think. Uh, okay. I had Seth Westcott sign my skis. That was cool to me. I don't know what a Seth Westcott <laughs> is, but that's great. That's kind of my point. The other thing, and, and Sean, I, I think... I think you you might be more uh, you might get this one a little bit better but in the summer olympics i have a feeling there are more team sports even if it's water polo or handball and not only do i like the sports that i understand like running but the team sports i get excited for because you see people that are together you know nationally and they recognize that and they they get excited to soccer everything else I get, actually get super excited about Olympic soccer because of the way because of the way that it's set up with the uh, the under twenty three rosters. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know it can be really exciting to see who you know who might be you know as a as a European football fan like to see who might be some of the stars of tomorrow. Um, you know I I think that's really cool. I love I mean God damn I love swimming relays. Uh, I I can put my traumatic two year swim team stint uh, out of my memory and just enjoy that mm-hmm. uh, because it's a ama- like it's amazing to watch Katie Ledecky do everything that Katie Ledecky does. She's incredible. She might be the best American athlete we have right now. And a lot of in Katie Ledecky by herself is great. As part of a relay, it's it's also really cool. You yeah. know when when they have like the four by one hundred or the four by four hundred. That's just tremendous you don't have a ski relay you don't have a snowboarding relay i would actually be interested in watching those things i would be interested it adds to it because then you see multiple athletes from your country working together and ultimately the olympics especially this year are are kind of become a you know it's it's a time for for also diplomatic things and and peace bearing and and whatever else and seeing people work together and compete with one another in a you know in this jovial way that's that's a lot of fun so uh, there is a skiing relay there is yeah really what do they hand off yeah norway won <laughs> what a shocker what a fucking surprise 
Uh, so, yeah. so look. I mean, I, what do they hand off? <laughs> it's probably just a little like. What do they hand off in the summer one? It's like a little pole, right? Yeah. It's like a little totem. They have they have po- they have actual poles in their hands, so I don't know how they do it. True, and I don't know either. So look, I'm here. I I, I hear what you're saying, Max, and and I'm not out here. I'm really. I wasn't trying to disparage this uh, Winter Olympics necessarily. Just to mm-hmm. say that, like, I know that I get more invested in the Summer Olympics. Like, so we've had at my office, we have these two sort of open spaces with screens that are used for like presentations and stuff. And they've put, you know, they've put streams of the Olympics on so people can sort of, you know, if you have a few free minutes or, or if you're, you know, you've got an hour. That you, you know you feel like you can get away from your desk and like check emails while you watch the Olympics like do that and you know I found myself watching a couple things just for you know a few idle minutes like it's cool like I had never seen the biathlon before I'm <laughs> I'm except the NBC coverage was lame they didn't show the targets they only showed like a little graphic they had made and then they showed the shooting it was very frustrating I'm like uh, but I'm I'm intrigued by the biathlon um, you know I just. I'm intrigued, but I also don't know that I care enough to, like, become a biathlon head. Well, going back to the point about the difference between summer and uh, winter Olympics, when else are you going to watch it? Uh, Max and I had the the true pleasure of finding ESPN3 uh, curling, like, Canadian juniors a couple weeks ago. But, again, you're... It's it's a slight upgrade from watching darts on TV. It's kind of hey, like a similar. No. You know what? No, I will not have you disparage darts on TV. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not disparaging it. I'm just saying it's kind of it. It answers the same calls. Uh, um, I don't know about all that. Have you seen? But, have I forced you, Clockwork Orange style, to watch televised British darts before? I, I know I it's not. very rowdy, um, <clears throat> but we learned a lot rowdy. about. Canadian toilet paper when we when we watched the what that. but it, you know I don't know where else I'd see it except for the once every four years yeah um I know that the pen relays exist I know things like that I know when to watch you know soccer even if I'm a degenerate who decides to watch MLS um, um it, but I I don't know I don't really know how to watch biathletes are the biathlon folks i think you just go to norway well yeah but that costs way more money than turning on espn yeah and yeah and ultimately that part of that is in my issue with the uh you know winter olympics you mentioned well you you don't grow up in the snow or stuff like that yeah even if you grow up in the snow you have to have a certain amount of income to be able to buy the skis and the helmet and everything else basketball you gotta have shoes. You don't even have to have shoes. You have to have a hoop and a ball, and a place for all that. Snowboard kind of expensive. So true. that plays as well. Point taken. Right. I think I don't know. I, I think I have an issue in general with the Olympics and the some. You you mentioned liking the team sports. Mm-hmm. I like the team sports that. I like the team sports where the gold Olympic gold medal is at least in my mind like the the prize of the, of them all. Mm-hmm. Like Olympic basketball doesn't really interest me. Olympic soccer doesn't really interest me. Olympic volleyball, I get into that because that's like 
that feels to me like that's the pinnacle of the sport. There's not a league okay. that is more important. Basically, yeah. I get that. I, I think I get I get interested in the basketball just to see the way I, I really I just I get interested in seeing the way the US team comes together. Cause it's like an all star team except they actually have to like try to play defense. Yeah. Um so that I, I care I would say the things that I get the most invested in, in the Summer Olympics are running and swimming. Huh. And, and it's yeah. those it's those things where not only is it the pinnacle of the sport, but it, it's like the pinnacle of something that's like a measure of, you know, athletic greatness. Yeah. And it's just like the pure Olympic. Yeah. that Like, yeah. that's what I love. I think also, and, and there's a huge bit about the summer olympics and we mentioned the the number of events there are mm-hmm. but there's nothing quite like it when you're in the midst of the summer olympics and you can just turn on like any channel and see any random event that's true like that's olympic judo cool. is kind of sweet oh it's very sweet <laughs> well yeah and in some number of years ago there was the uh the olympic uh it was the greco-roman wrestler who just had a mm-hmm. complete upset and it's like whoa and it does go back to the upset in the even the upset in the skiing the other night. The super G. Yeah, I needed a snowboarder won it. Yeah, a snowboarder won it. I needed that extra context, like you know, this American going up against these other people, and it, as it's wrestling, I like I get it a little bit more, even though I've never wrestled. I'm like, wow, that's you know, it's incredible to upset these these folks. You know, where America's not known for necessarily being wrestling, you know, prowess. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that that's that's cool. I mean, it's cool in any games, but I just for me, I get it more in the summer. All right. Uh, any any parting thoughts on the Olympics, winter or summer? Um, really, if you if you decide to, if you have young people in your life, don't put them on on the the ice little the the bobsled the luge the skeleton, skeleton track on a on a, a a damn sheet pan don't do that I, to your I children i will call child protective services on you <laughs> yeah oh, it looks so fun though inexplicably i mean lots in the, of things in the that... women's one last night two british uh two great british women great women from great britain <laughs> british women placed uh well it yeah i mean i'm sure they're great british women um it, you know but yeah, they were obviously great. They both medaled. They have no mountains there. I'm sure there's a place in Wales that's like 450 feet high. They have no mountains. How are they good at this? Now, you don't need as much space. I've seen... Yeah, well, that that too. <laughs> Max is making the, the money sign. But, like, still, I they don't naturally... It doesn't even snow that much there. And I know there are no... The highlands, the highlands of Scotland aren't super high. Yeah incredible yeah i mean that they don't naturally do it is, is an important is a point that no can, one naturally goes down the swimming and running and that's pretty much it those are the only events i can think of where it's like yeah you naturally swim and run no it's cool one to see the best people at th- those things yeah, yeah. No, but it's really cool to see sean white do that 98.7 run that he did mm. on the half pipe that was yeah amazing he's not really a cool guy i'm, I'm out on him may we one day understand what a 98.7 run means did you watch it no Oh, that's kind of the point of this podcast is we didn't watch it. I don't know when it, I don't even know when it happened, um, but not like not out of some effort to avoid the Winter Olympics. But that, that's kind of neither here nor there at this point. Um, OK, uh, 
if you've got thoughts, uh, if you think Pierce and I are, are wrong and assholes and, and we should be watching the Winter Olympics, you're probably not wrong. Uh, come find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod and let us know what you think. All right. It is time once again for Pierce is Sorry. And uh, what is your apology this week? So I, I found myself um, on both Friday and then when I had this birthday celebration this weekend. Um, as as happens, people recount their weeks. They, they recount what's going on. It's very easy for people to relate to you doing things and often ask how you've been doing, what have you been up to. And this week I, I found myself uh, recounting something that I did on, on Thursday evening, uh, which Max is privy to because he was there. I am this week apologizing for bragging because bragging is well it's a modest one should not brag one should not brag especially when in max for for those of you who are who are watching um <clears throat> max is retrieving from his wallet a gift card this is a gift card that he and i and and friend of the pod kevin received for winning at trivia so I'm not only sorry for bragging about winning trivia at, well, I'm not only sorry for bragging about winning something, I'm sorry for bragging about winning trivia, something that you both know that I am hesitant to enjoy with you all for various reasons, which we may discuss at a, at a different time on a podcast. But also, it was at Mr. Days. We can bleep that, right? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Days is a cursor. Mr. Days is, now, during trivia, it's very different, but Mr. Days is kind of the epitome of the very shortly after college person in a somewhat urban area that you don't want to be the one who is still holding on to college and being very, very, like, it's not even yuppie. It's, like, still college-y. So much Bud Light, so many shots, so much just vomit and that's that's mr day so i'm really sorry on three different levels for bragging for bragging that trivia for going to mr days but i do want to call out mr days here real quick max you want to say how much the gift card is for (laughs) it is for 25 us dollars this is a well-attended trivia event. They have it twice a week. Twenty-five dollars. Like I, I'm, come on. I'm jealous. The, the, the bar in Charlottesville where two of my friends from work host trivia, uh, district trivia gives out, I believe, fifteen dollars to first place. That's that's a crime. I do believe I have to defend that's Mr. Insane. Dave. I think this fifteen, this twenty-five dollar gift card will get us two Bud Light towers next time we go. Oh, hello. And in in that in that statement, twenty five dollars getting you two Bud Light towers. You understand completely why I apologize. I don't know how many ounces that is. I don't know. That's a lot. Celebrating it's a fair me amount being of beer. Days. But uh, look, I, I think those are all worthy apologies because people who brag about winning trivia are on roughly on par with people who talk your ear off throughout football season about their fantasy team in a league that you're not part of. Um, so, which was both of you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, you know, we're not good. Like we're not you're good just people. Directing this at me. We're not good people. What's new? <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, th- thank you for your apology this week. And we'll move on to close out the show with the big idea from pop culture. And I actually have two things this week. One is that uh, go see Black Panther. Good God. Uh, no matter. It's going to make $200 million. No matter what. Oh, is that a lot? Yes. <laughs> no matter what the big group of very angry white people are saying about it, it's really fucking good. Please go see it. It's an amazing movie. It really, like, the amount of hype it had. Like, it shouldn't have been possible to live up to that hype, and I think it did. Um, So I I would strongly encourage all of you to go see Black Panther. Uh, But the other other thing that I want to shout out this week uh, is that uh, I I recently received a book from a uh, a special person. I'll call her a special lady. Um, and, And this person is a poet and so is very, very into poetry. I mean, one would have to be, I suppose. Uh, and she gave me a book that is uh, it's called Erratic Fire, Erratic Passion, The Poetry of Sports Talk. And what it does is it makes poems out of the, uh, the words of professional athletes that they say in like pre- and post-game interview situations. Uh, and it's amazing... Uh, it's not a long book, but I read the whole thing in maybe like an hour, hour and a half. Uh, I was just, I was enthralled. And I, and I wanted to share, uh, share a poem with you uh, this week called Never Run From History. I told our guys, tonight we're fighting human nature. I told them, I'm telling you, we're fighting human nature tonight. That team is coming after you with everything they have. And I don't know if you can match that. And at the end of the day, we did not. That poem is by noted not good basketball coach Glenn Doc Rivers. Well, he's a very he doesn't buy the groceries well. <laughs> he he definitely does not need to have a a general manager type position. But that's really what I mean. Um, noted noted bad NBA front office man. <laughs> Doc yeah, Rivers. Uh, noted nepotist. Ooh, uh, uh, good Glenn word. Doc Rivers. Good I word of the week. I can definitely say that. Good word of the week. Um, all right. So, yes, uh, go see Black Panther. Uh, if you're interested in poetry or just athletes' words, read Erratic Fire, Erratic Passion. Uh, and that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod. Uh, drop us a line at it's pretty okay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think. You can get this in every episode of the show at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, along with. Uh, music writings, uh, compilations of links that are uh, good things to read, etc. That sort of that sort of stuff. Pierce writes things from time to time. Um, yeah, or, on it. or uh, you can subscribe to it's pretty okay, so you never miss an episode. You can get us on your phone at uh, Apple Podcasts or most other places that you might uh, be interested in listening, and. Uh, if you do that, we would really love if you left us a rating, uh, left a comment or something like that, or just tell a friend about the show. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye. I used to feel so devastated. At times I thought we'd never make it. Now we on our way to greatness. 
And all I ever took was patience Times I thought we But now we on our way And all I ever took was patience